everybody, and welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us this one last time is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Wait, am I getting fired? Yeah, is that whoa, what you're whoa, saying? Whoa, that? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought, that, isn't that what we discussed? For the rebrand? No, no, no. That is not what I, I, I was at. I was not at this meeting, if that's what was discussed. We're not going to fire Phil? I no. thought I was. I thought that I was carrying forth to the rebrand. I thought it'd be more of a star of the rebrand, to be honest. Yeah, oh boy. No. Phil. The, the whole rebrand is built around Phil, Joel. <laughs> I I really thought it was built around me. This is okay. Ooh. All right, I'm gonna try. Could to you imagine? Oh, but... you would. <laughs> uh, but no. But this is the final sports, sports, sports podcast. Not the final appearance by Phil. We will be rebranding very shortly. With yeah, a... after nine years, we're like, let's pack it in. i think we've taken the medium and we've done as much with it as we can yeah Yeah. really i i completely agree the only chance we have is to reinvent ourselves yeah but no that we're doing a new podcast after this it's still going to be sports comedy you're still going to have some of the segments you love so don't worry about that we're just kind of uh rebranding and giving it a fresh coat of paint and coming in with some new ideas and shaking things up a bit yeah it's, it's like the same sport comedy you love, but just more of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like we're Prince. Yeah, fingerprints. We're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be the podcast formerly known as the Sports 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 Podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the only thing that could be possibly less <laughs> SEO relevant than our previous name would be that one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I can't right. believe this is gonna be our last banter ever for the Sports 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 Podcast. <laughs> Well, I but guess I'll try and show, think of something shorter. We got Matthew Stafford, uh, current, still current, Detroit yeah. Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and the rumors are that he is on the trading block. Oh, uh, well, Oof. I hope that's not true. I'm a Lions fan. I'm excited to talk to Matt Stafford. Uh, and, uh, Phil, we got a wide world of weird sport. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Unbranded batteries! Look at them, they feel like metal! Unbranded batteries! Johnny Manziel trolls the Cleveland Browns on Twitter after their loss to the Chiefs. Yikes. Subheadline, when a troll trolls trolls, trolls troll back. <laughs> wow. Sub Subheadline... The ending of war games would be an apt analogy here, but then we'd have to re-explain the rules of tic-tac-toe for Cleveland residents. Yeah. Yeah, a little and, too complex. And Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Right. Oh, guys, Manziel and back-to-back weeks, we're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. It We've been blessed by the news gods. Truly is a wonderful life. Uh, last uh, week, and actually now a week and a half ago, in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, the Browns lost to Kansas City. Uh, though when QB Patrick Mahomes left the game with a concussion, the Chiefs nearly browned a 19 to three lead. However, <laughs> they had it in the saute pan with the oil, and they just pulled it out just in time. <laughs> that's that's right. And unfortunately for Andy Reid, backup quarterback Chad Henney was finally able to beat Ohio. <laughs> Who's this Chad Henney fella? Oh, he's been to four straight AFC Championship <laughs> games. Ooh. He's got a, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He makes a very comfortable living and has no neurological damage. Yeah. Well, la di da. Yeah. 
So anyway, the final score was uh, 22-17, Chiefs over the Browns. And as soon as the game went final, Johnny Manziel posted a gif of Stephen A. Smith smirking smugly while sipping a sea green smoothie. Wow, lots of alliteration there. I don't is know the, if you guys have seen this particular GIF, uh, but it's exactly I as I described it. It's it's uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's sipping a sea green smoothie and he's looking all smug. I mean, I can imagine it. The smoothie seems a little out of place, but Stephen A. Smith being smug is right on 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 par. I think he knew he was creating a meme when he did it. <laughs> See, like that's was, how you get famous these days. You got to be the star of a meme. Like whoever heard of Kermit the Frog until the the was drinking that Lipton iced tea. Right. Yeah. No, that's no one, really. Yeah. So Apparently, were... he was in a popular television program. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. There were many memes for whatever Johnny was feeling, but this was the one he chose. Now, predictably, a devastated mob of mistake-by-the-lake Twitter eggs immediately went after Manziel. Mm. And, uh, guys, most of the quotes we've had for Manziel lately sounded like Tim Tebow except Buddhist. Um, but I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, and it's entirely possible Johnny Football isn't nearly as zen as I had thought. So yeah, we've been had. So uh, people attack him, and he just so he tweets, "You MFs jumping to conclusions." Thank you, <laughs> Jimmy Haslam. Hands praying emoji. That's the Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, people can't take L's in 2021. Grow up, shit happens. And um, then one fan is incredulous uh, because, you know, Manziel is trolling the Browns, close playoff loss. When Manziel, uh, he goes, couldn't even remember the place. (laughs) So he's basically saying, like, I can't believe, you know, you're doing this. You couldn't even remember the place. So uh, Manziel quote tweets him saying, bet we go back to 2014. Your tweets would be all over my nuts. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Yawn emoji. He went for it. (laughs) <laughs> the best part is, you know he's right, Joel. Like, <laughs> I'm sure the Browns fans tweets were like, oh, this is it. We did it. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, at the very end, Johnny just tweets, I'm not even mad. I'm petty. <laughs> Pur- <laughs> huh. Purple devil emoji. You know, at least he gets it. And I mean, that's a- the essence of trolling is pretending to be mad to frustrate others and you're just laughing the whole time, right? You're, yeah. yeah. Like, and, whoever and, has a genuine response loses. That's, yeah, that's right. And, and what's the, why is the uh, the devil emoji purple? Uh, I don't think they wanted to make it red because then it l- seems like it's angry. Like, the purple is mischievous. Right, okay. I thought it was because he had crashed into something really hard and was just covered in a giant bruise. Yeah, that'd be sad. (laughs) See, if you're a Cleveland fan, though, you're obviously bummed out about the loss. Yeah. But but they don't know how lucky they are. Yeah. Of all of their high-profile draft butts, bus. (laughs) Uh, Let me try that again. (laughs) Draft butts? Of all of their hype, you're talking who had the best butt of all the people the Browns have drafted over the years. Now that would be a fun draft, a butt draft. You know, people overlook Joe Thomas because he's a little heavier, but but that was a well muscled, fine rump. You know, of all the high profile draft busts, only (laughs) one of them said anything about the loss. 
<laughs> You've had a bunch. Only one was snarky. Yeah. Uh, and Johnny Manziel can have the last laugh. He has family money, and he's now independently wealthy. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Unbranded batteries. This may be the last drop, so please go buy us unbranded batteries. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. AFC Conference Championship game tickets set records on the secondary market. Ooh. Subheadline, with limited supply, not everyone that wanted COVID was able to get it. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Yeah, so uh, several things. Can you imagine things- being a Browns fan? You're like, this might be the only time in my life I get to do this. And it's COVID. Uh, Several things conspired to create an all-time high for ticket prices for the AFC Championship game. Uh, Buffalo Bills, a long-suffering fan base. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs coming off a Super Bowl win. Mm -hmm. And you had a, a, a limited number of tickets because nobody should be going. Mm -hmm. Right. So so truly the age-old story of American story of supply and demand and recklessness with personal health. Yeah. It's sort of like a reverse scarcity, if you will. (laughs) Uh, At Arrowhead Stadium... There's more than there should be, and yet there's not enough. That's it. Uh, At Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, they allowed 17,000 fans to attend... Uh, but only a quarter of those were allowed to wear racially insensitive Chiefs gear. Mm. So, really you know, cracking down. Yeah, yeah pro- progress. <laughs> um, at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, they allowed 6,500 tickets to be sold. Um, Ooh. So, seemingly the, the safer route, right? Yeah. I mean, that's most of the population of Green Bay, but... Well, no, no. See, because they, on top of that, they allowed a, another 2,000 additional tickets for uh, fans who were frontline workers, first responders, or really good at making fake hospital IDs. Yeah, that's what I want to do. (laughs) I didn't catch the game, Jordan. Did anyone injure themselves trying to do the Lambeau leap? Well, if they did, there'd be lots of first responders there to help them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, the greatest gift, I think, to the health workers would be to not have fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, make that their job sense. a little easier on Monday. Right. Tuesday. You know, give them a little. Yeah, um, they come to work with a hung- hangover on Monday being like, what did we do? There's all these people dying. <laughs> this was us. Uh, so 17,000 tickets were sold in KC. Uh, 6,500 in Green Bay with another 2,000. And this should come as no surprise, but they're stocking the same amount of beer. Mm. <laughs> and they told the fans that it's a fucking challenge <laughs> uh for the chiefs so here's the record setting part for the chiefs the average single ticket was a little over thirteen hundred dollars oh my that's god the, that's hmm. the, that's the average that's the mean as it were the cheapest ticket standing room only just to get you in the door just uh, a hair under nine hundred dollars oh my god this was the costliest AFC title game in history in terms of spreading COVID. And, <laughs> right. And, and ticket prices. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, now, in fairness, we don't know how many diseases were spread at previous AFC game uh, championship games that then went on to kill people. You that... know, like if if you caught dysentery from the toilet at the in the restroom. Yeah, you know. there's been all those dysentery outbreaks from people <laughs> drinking the toilet water in the stadiums. I'm just, and I'm just could... saying, you know. No, it, I it, know. I remember it, reading those stories. It was very sad. Don't drink out of the toilets and stadiums. <laughs> and who could do it at home? The, the Clarkson like Dolph. Colts Patriots game that became known as SARS Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, where everyone was drinking from the giant SARS Bowl. <laughs> The AFC Championship game hit records. Uh, the NFC game, no such no such luck. The reason being, the Packers sold the tickets to season ticket holders as mobile tickets and are not allowing them to be resold or transferred to anyone. Mm. Smart. Well, again, this is this is another screw job because <laughs> against the nurses who would have a chance to make up for some of that unpaid OT. Oh yeah. You know, if they were allowed to sell them. You know, this would be a market-based solution. Yeah, well, it's trickle-up economics, which works. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I was mostly thinking of the season ticket holders and not the uh, the first responders and medical. See, Joel, personnel. that's trickle-down economics, and yeah. that doesn't work. See, I know. I was I just... All for screwing the season ticket holders. Right, right. Especially but these are EMTs. That could yeah. make like a quick five thou, yeah. you know. Um, and anyway, the, but the thing, the, anyway, the thing that I was, I actually wanted to bring up in all this and uh, open this to the floor. Uh, part of what makes a playoff game fun is the fact that it's sold out. That's part of the atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but you know, and that, that's that's really great. And I think it'd be fun to take part of the the post pandemic plutocracy. When the when like you know I you know only a, a select few can afford things like sporting events and Disneyland, you know, um, and but you know but also the, but seriously there's something great about also like uh, I don't know like late September baseball games for out of contention teams, you know, <laughs> when yeah. you kind of get to set up your your own little like home base around your seat you can just put your you can use two cup holders if you want. Oh yeah. Sure. You know, you buy food, you can put it anywhere. You don't have to, like, put it, like, on the ground at your feet or on your lap. You know, you can kind of spread out. Put your but feet if, up. Seat right. jumpers, paradise. <laughs> right, exactly. And But, you know, you can only do that when it's a bad team. But yeah. playoffs are fun when it's sold out. And so this is a weird meld of those, you know? <laughs> and I don't know. I'm curious to what, what would you get if you when you combined those two things. Yeah, I think I'd be confused. I think the the stadium conditions to me would scream 2003 Tigers, and I'd feel very, like, relaxed and not caring. Mm. But then the situation on the field would scream 2006 Tigers. You know, Joel, you're wrong. The answer is what happens when you combine them. It's it's COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The answer to everything these days is COVID. Joining us now on the podcast is Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Uh, thank, thanks for having me on hey. the podcast. Yeah. Great to have you on the podcast, uh, Staff. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Still fan. in Detroit. My, my whole life, I've been waiting for Detroit to have a franchise quarterback. Not even necessarily a good franchise quarterback. Just a franchise quarterback. And I don't you, like what you're, what you're implying there. 
Well, he's a good he's a good franchise no, no. quarterback, yeah, Joel. Don't you think? I'm I'm not saying we had to settle for you. I think you're a solid franchise quarterback. Yeah, and I'm quote unquote happy to be playing for the Lions. Huh. Well, wait a second. I'll, I'll be honest. That that did not sound like you're actually happy. Even what you... I said that I'm quote unquote happy. You put those things inside of quotes because that's what I quoted. I said I'm happy. But but sometimes it comes Are across you happy? as sarcastic or meaning the opposite when you put it in quotes. No, yeah. I was being quote unquote honest. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't help. Uh, You're kind of fucking with my head, staff, I gotta yeah. say. Look, quarterbacks are very tactical people. We're here to fuck with people's heads. No, look. I, it was yet another uh, season where I did a wonderful job being quarterback. And you know what? Uh, yet again, over and over and over, it just didn't go our way. Yeah, but I, I like the way that you've, you know, over and over fighting every time, every year I do great. And somehow the games just don't go our way. Well, Oops. you know, it is a team sport, Staff. Yeah, yeah it the is. The defense has been real bad the whole time you've been in the team. Oh, I would never say anything bad about my teammates, but the defense, uh, the defense, uh, the defense, uh, the defense, you know, well, I guess I'm not going to say anything bad about my team. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, I'm hearing maybe a little dissatisfaction. No! What? <laughs> See, no, yeah. what? I mean, like, if somebody traded me, I'd be like, what? No. See, that's that's what I'm kind of reading into this, Joel. I don't know. I mean, you've been reading the news as well as I. There have been plenty of rumors that Matthew Stafford's on the block, yeah. that there's going to be a trade. He's going to go somewhere, likely. And, and, it, and it really sounds like, from the tone, tone and tenor of your voice, that that's what you want. Oh, Jordan. but who could leave the beautiful city of Detroit? Yeah. Hey. Uh, oh, nothing that, but swimming pools and movie stars. Well, that's that's the that's Beverly Hills, but yeah. yeah, isn't it? Uh, Kid, well, we've got Kid Rock. No, he moved to Nashville. Yeah, yeah of course and he, he was did. Never from Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, I gotta say, we only just got a franchise quarterback. I'm not sure I'm ready to part with this so soon. And oh, wait. you're not ready to part with it. Oh, well, I guess that's reason <laughs> enough to stay in Detroit forever. Joel's not ready to part with it. Well, well it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, well, you, look, the, the Detroit Lions, I've got nothing but good things to say about the Detroit Lions. I like the colors. Honolulu blue and silver. Yep. And then uh, that was the end of my sentence. Well, wait. Well, what about what? Hey, what about Ford Field? How about how about the stadium? Oh yeah, yeah Ford Field, right in the middle of Detroit. That's accurate. Yep. If you can survive on your way back to the car, you get oh, to go home. Oh, come on, no. come on! That's yep. such a. If that you is make such it back trope. without getting stabbed in the face, that is such that is such an old retread of a line, staff. I gotta say, yeah. I'm very disappointed in you. Hey, how many times have you tried to walk back to your car? From sometimes it's nighttime. I'd like to see you do it. Okay. I would say I would say when I lived there about ten times a year, which would be the same for you. Oof. So, <laughs> like, oof. Don't do it, yeah. Don't do it. Okay, you have what a about, nice. What about the great Lions fans? 
staff. I mean, uh, you know, the, the legendary Lions fans who have a certain... Oh, yeah. No, you're right. How can I turn down all of the beautiful women of Detroit? Whoa. Oh, best groupies in the world, right? Screw you, Dallas cheerleaders. We've got Detroiters. Two things. Two things. One, you're married. Two, (laughs) now you're starting to piss me and Joel off. What? Yeah. No, I'm saying Detroit has some beautiful women. But you're saying it like you don't mean it. No, that's I'm not. I'm saying we've got beautiful women. I don't like the emphasis on the first syllable. It's bothering me. I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Uh, staff, Detroit Lions have always kind of, fans have always kind of rationalized, and Joel backed me up here, that, they, that they, all they needed was a franchise quarterback, that they were yeah. just a quarterback away from possibly being a, a complete team, a competitive team. Yeah. If, not necessarily you, a, a, a dynasty or anything like that, but something. You helped prove that wrong, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure that a bunch of people who are who are just not smart enough to leave Detroit would say something like that. I mean, for a guy who spent over 10 seasons in Detroit, it might be a little Yeah. <laughs> glass yeah. houses and stones here, but Yeah. I'm going to come out I'm going to come out and tell you I I don't like your attitude and I don't like your attitude. I I, I think you got to think about how future prospective employers are going to view an athlete who is passive aggressive and snarky about his home city. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I get the midwinter blues because it's freaking freezing in Detroit. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, I got I got Maybe I got I'd be there. a little happier if I was in Dallas. <laughs> Okay, so, well, you are a Texan, I'll grant you that, yeah. and, you know, I think Dallas is close to where you grew up, but, but you know, you gotta have some fond memories, though, of... I, oh, I know I've got not... lots of fond memories of Detroit. There was that one time when I ate a hero. Okay. <laughs> like, did you say yep. hero or gyro? Uh, hero, it was, it was okay. I give it a C. You know, and that's, that's that, my fond memories of Detroit. You know, first of all, we call them sandwiches or submarines most often in the Midwest. Yeah. And in Texas, they don't call them heroes either. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? I no, call you're them all over the place. <laughs> you're, you're bringing in East Coast references. I, I don't like it one bit. Wow. I, I guess I do have to say, Jordan, I like this new anti-guest <laughs> attitude. Well, you know, I got a little bit of a migraine. And <laughs> staff, you, you, really, you really upset me. Well... It's too bad I would upset somebody from the beautiful city of Detroit. You're gone. No, you're, you're run, yeah. buddy. Get out of here. Get off the podcast. What? This is just the tone of my voice. No, I don't. That Now you're an SNL character. Get out of here. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. South Wide World Sports time for the Wide World Sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, The Weirdest NASCAR Decisions Ever Made, Part 2. Ooh. By the way, yeah. hell of a thing to go out on for the last pod, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's, well, <laughs> yep. people are sitting with bated breath trying to find out what the worst NASCAR decisions ever made were. <laughs> I, I imagine they're just mostly right now feeling enormous relief that this got in under the wire. Yeah. So, uh, number 10 is the caution clock. 
So fans may dislike the five-minute rule for fixing a car, but that's nothing compared to NASCAR's decision in 2016 to create a caution clock for their truck series. This made it mandatory for the race to be paused every 20 minutes for no reason. Wait, paused? They paused the races? Every 20 minutes for no reason. That must be hell on the brake pads. What? Yeah. They, wait a minute. It's called a caution clock. There has to be some sort of reason for it. Well, uh, they say that uh, it was put in the race uh, so, to make things safer so that people, you know, have brakes or are able to stop in between. No. No. It decreases crashes. <laughs> it's weird Safety that it's just for decreases the... the amount of fun. Yeah. Always. It's weird that it was just for the truck series. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. All right, number nine is what's the points? The point system of NASCAR will confuse an experienced mathematician. And we know a lot of NASCAR fans are experienced mathematicians. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's that's the stereotype, is a bunch right. of guys working on string theory and watching Nerds! NASCAR. Yep. It should be straightforward by noting the top winners in the 40 races. Instead, NASCAR awards drivers more points if they compete in Stage 1 and Stage 2 events while also deciding that at the halfway point of the season to reset everything for the top 16 drivers for the playoff. Wait, there's playoffs in NASCAR? Yeah, they take the top 60 drivers, they reset their scores, and then they have to, like, do a season again, I guess. Doesn't that give a huge advantage to all the people who aren't the top 16 drivers? Yeah, one would think. <laughs> I think they. I think it's like golf. Like, they didn't make the cut. Yeah. Oh, They're not so the there's playoff. only 16 cars in the races after that. Well, yeah, but and the trucks. But the trucks got stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm... I'm beginning to envision how this works. Number eight, no swearing. This one's pretty straightforward. You get If you say a swear word in your car, even if it's during a crash, you get a fine. That's, That's ridiculous. Dumb. Yeah. I if I'm crashing, it, I'm going to swear. To have it still be during a crash, though, is completely indefensible. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's messed up. Yeah, that's if, weird. If you're crashing a car at 200 miles an hour, I say whatever comes out of your mouth is kosher. And wouldn't it be sad if, like, at the funeral, everyone's grieving and the NASCAR reps come in and be like, I'm sorry, but someone has to pay this $20,000 because, <laughs> yeah. you know, they did say the F word. So yeah. I'm right sorry for your his, his car axle cut him in half. Yeah, he right. cursed. So. But other than that, Mrs. Earnhardt, how did you enjoy Daytona? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number seven, the green and white flag. There are things in NASCAR that exist for no reason whatsoever. The green and white flag is one of the most prominent examples. Yes, flags are essential, not just for the finish, but to warn about some problems, but flagging down a car for an official meeting and more. The green and white flag's purpose is to tell the drivers that there are two laps left in a race. Okay, well, I really like the colors on that flag. I feel like they should upgrade it to something more prominent. Yeah. But they said that the drivers already have the team yelling in their headsets that it's the second to last lap. So why do yeah. you need it? In cycling, they just ring a bell for the last right lap. Yeah, well, they've makes... got the little baguettes in their basket and they go ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yep. they should honk a horn then for the drivers. I don't know. Right. I, I think I think this uh, makes yeah. sense to have a, a, have a flag. You it, probably it, it, wouldn't it... be able to hear the bell over the cars. Yeah, that'd be tough. 
That'd be tough. Number six, Daytona is first. The Daytona 500 is the crown jewel of every NASCAR season. It's the biggest race that gets everyone the most excited for winning it and considered the high point of any driver's career. That's why it's so baffling that NASCAR has this as the first race of the season. It's like the athlete starting at the Olympic Games and then going to the secondary meets. That is weird. Yeah, I have always wondered about this. I didn't know that. I would have thought that would have been the last one, if you would have asked me. Or the Indianapolis I, 500, maybe? Is that the last one? Well, that's That's, that's a whole different thing, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know much about NASCAR. Yeah, no, Daytona's uh, President's Day weekend, usually. Uh, yeah, but I guess I always was like, does that mean it's the end of the NASCAR season now? It doesn't seem like they've been racing lately, but I guess it's because that's the first race. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm going to give you credit for having critical thought about it. Because I never have. <laughs> there we go. I, I never once had, had had one critical thought about Daytona 500 other than that that's happening. Right. <laughs> so credit credit for pondering that, Joel. I that's, ponder everything, Jordan. That's, that's good. The that's yellow good. line. Oh, that yellow line. For years, fans on NASCAR boards have ranted about how stupid this rule is. The logic is meant to block an area only for emergency cars. Yet in a neck-and-neck neck race, it's only natural that the driver can cross it so that they, if they get as much of an inch over it, NASCAR can strip them of wins and titles yeah, well, as if, if it's, it's a, a solid wall. it's a single yellow line you can cross, it's if it's a double yellow. <laughs> it is cross. a double yellow line. And you can't cross it or you get fined, even if that's the way to, like, pass the car at the end. It's huh. dumb. Yeah, I mean, that's basic lane integrity is sort of a part of all racing in every form and driving yeah you can't just like cut across the middle of the track in a 10k right uh the next one is penalizing for being too fast by its nature nascar is meant to be about fast racing so the idea of penalizing cars for being too fast is baffling back in 2008 nascar laid out penalties for any vehicle with the toyota engine declaring them too swift I'll hmm. bet Toyota was pretty thrilled about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this complaint was brought to not from the fans, but by Chevy. Rather than recognize this as a clear shot at the competition, NASCAR listened and fined Toyota cars. They wow. know where their bread is buttered. Right? Yeah, that's weird. That's... Uh, finishing a race on a Monday. When heavy rain kept hitting Ford City 500 in April 2018, the race had to be canceled midway through it. It seems NASCAR decided it would be too much trouble to get all the cars to come back another time, so they announced the race would finish up the next day on a Monday. Their fans were too busy at their jobs to show up. That's sad. Jobs. You just gotta roll with that. They do (laughs) day-night double headers in the middle of the week in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and coming in at number one is competing with the NFL. In September of 2018, NASCAR decided it would be a great idea to hold the Brickyard 400 as an attempt to compete with the NFL. The issue is that the race was in Indianapolis, and the Colts were going to be playing their home opening game less than an hour before the race was to start. To no shock at all, Indy fans ignored the race for the Colts. As it happened, the weather was lousy, so for the second time that season, the race had to be finished on a Monday. Yeah. Know, know, <laughs> know your place. Yeah. Know your role. And that comes to end another wide world of weird sports. So we're finally retiring this segment after 414 episodes. about goddamn time. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. 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 
podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring in, uh, I, I guess, Matthew Stafford to give you our uh, contact information. All right. If you want to know where the new podcast is going to be, try not to Twitter. send it in a way that gets intercepted, Matt. Oh, that. Oh, good one. It sounds like a Michigan insult. Uh, you can find it at twitter.com slash sports number three podcast with all the redirection info for the new podcast. Same for facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. The newest post will be a redirect the new podcast. But if you want to enjoy all the old episodes of this podcast, they're staying up at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Michigan sucks. Hey guys, Joel. Joel. It's been a good run. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.